1: Hello, you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films we think might be underrated, underseen, or sometimes we just want to talk about them. I'm the host for this week, Josh Hallam, and I'm joined not by Alice, because she couldn't make it this week, so we've got a little bit of something different. We're joined by a wonderful uh, writer, film critic amongst many things, uh, Matt Page. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks, Josh. How are you? Yeah, not bad. It's boiling, though. It is, it is boiling, I will oh, it say is, that. Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes I'm I'm very, I'm very well thank you thank you very much for coming on thank you um so for the guys at home, obviously this, this episode is going to go a little bit like a normal episode, a mix between an episode with me and Alice and an episode with a guest. We've never really done it like this before, but we'll see how it goes and hopefully it'll make for a good episode. I think it will because I think you've got a great, great film, great topic to get stuck into. So Matt, you've chosen this week's film, which is The Prince yeah. of Egypt from 1998. Yeah. So spoiler ones if you've not seen it, But first, you've picked this because you've, you've, got, a, you've got a book – that's now out, and yeah. it's sort of the topic is sort of in line with the the thematic uh, you know ideas of the film and 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 stuff like that. So tell the guys at home a little bit about your book, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll move on to sort of why did you pick the film in relation to both the concept of the pod and 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 the book as well. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that.
2: Okay, so uh, the book's called Hundred Bible Films." Uh, it's out uh, published by the BFI um and uh it's kind of i've kind of been writing it for about about 10 to 20 <laughs> years really uh or was was writing it um started off writing a blog and uh and kind of just kind of gradually kept finding more and more to, to cover um and and really i guess it's it's kind of telling the story of through through film through this kind of very thin seam uh of of these stories because it because these are kind of the stories that are—they're so kind of popular mm. both throughout history and throughout the world that you get a really kind of good spread of different films, uh, different styles of filmmaking, uh, different countries, and right from you know the very early days of cinema through to the present day. So it's a really kind of interesting way to kind of have those kind of fixed stories, uh, but to see all the different interpretations of them. Really, so um, so yeah. So the book came out last year, as you said, um, and it's kind of you know designed for. General, general readers and you know people
1: that kind of like them, it, people that like films Sorry, interrupt. I'm interested to know then. Yeah, what what made you start writing it, or is it just a general interest in film, or is it like what what made you start writing that particular topic? Yeah. Because it is interesting because they often go hand in hand. Obviously, by the Bible has quotations yeah. because it's a it's a faith text and all that sort of stuff, but a lot of the first films and a lot of stories are influenced by faith and religion and that sort of mm. thing. And, and that, that's one of the films we're going to, we're going to talk about, but you know, even early films, you know, how many times have we seen the 10 commandments or, or, or yeah. this story or, or, you know, the, obviously the, the, the newer Testament stories, like about, about Christ and stuff like that. So what, what made you start writing that? I'm interested to know. Um, well, at the time I was kind of involved
2: in a, in a church and, um, you know i kind of grew, grew up going to church and so i i just kind of got in you know I was really into film and i just kind of thought it'd be interesting to kind of look at some of the ways that it tackled the subject really and then and and i suppose i got into it in that period well yeah kind of around the time that this film came out um, mm. prince of egypt came out which is one of the amongst the reasons why i wanted to do it um and and the, it was quite difficult to get hold of you know films in those days uh you know you could kind of buy stuff on vhs but even things like amazon hadn't really got going no um and so so it kind of felt like well i could probably you know get together all the ones you could quite easily and then and then <laughs> but that kind of kept gradually expanding <laughs> and then um probably a slightly uh obsessive personality quirk and that's you know it just kind of and then that became the thing i was doing yes so, uh, yeah yeah so so yeah and i, I still you know I still think well, we should maybe move on, and do something else, and then, and then someone grabs me again, and I'm mm. right back in. So
1: that's but, interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. For the for the kids at home, it wasn't always easy to just type in a film. Yeah. Into, when I, I mean, I remember um, starting out, you know, buying videos, recording stuff off the telly. Then it was DVDs, yeah. and I remember moving from video to DVD and making a list of all my videos. <laughs> And then being like, I must buy these on DVD. Or, yeah. I don't want that one on DVD. I'm not that bothered about that one or, or expensive. Yeah. And then again, I've been like slowly, when I moved house last year, I went through my DVDs. And I was like, well, all of these I know are on streaming. Yeah. But there are certain ones where I think, you know, I suppose like, for example, any Marvel film on Disney yeah. Plus or whatever. But then there's other films where I'm like, there are films I know are hard to get hold of or there are films yeah. where I think they will appear on streaming and then be taken off so like I'm a big Bond fan so yeah. they'll be on the they'll be on streaming and they'll be on telly all the time yeah. but then they get taken off again or there'll yeah, be some of them but not all of them and you think what well, if I want to watch them yeah and yeah. there's been films we've done you know there's been, there's been films we've done here um Things like Alice picked Solomon Gainer, which is a Welsh language film. I picked mm. Stuart Alive backwards, way back when we first when Alice first came on board. There's been other ones as well that I'm trying to think come to mind where I've had to buy the DVD. Yeah, And I even think, God, if this is still going in however many years, this is going to be
2: –
1: there are going to be ones that they're not going to put on streaming. And, well, I mean, yeah, so- I
2: mean, that's part of the problem with my my things. there's a lot that aren't aren't on streaming and difficult to get on.
1: So, so, so. so how, what was the sort of oldest film you did?
2: uh well, the oldest one was uh eighteen ninety eight wow so that yeah so i mean they were really were i mean you kind of get um you kind of get the first film's first kind of cinema happening around eighteen ninety five um the first uh biblical film was eighteen ninety seven but that's mm. kind of lost now um but there is one from eighteen ninety eight we've still still got so so I, yeah, so I kind of started there really um and then and then went right through.
1: Were were there any that you had to really dig into that weren't like, almost like they weren't obvious that they were Bible films, but actually when you dug into it, they were, or anything like that? Uh, there are a couple like that. I think there's like
2: a whole range of films, I guess, you know, films like The Matrix and that kind of thing. I was going to say, but, if
1: you think if you think about that sort of yeah. resurrection, that resurrection narrative, Superman, yeah. The Matrix. And in, lo- yeah, and it's, in, and it's
2: in so many, like it's in loads of kind of other Marvel films as well um so there's quite a lot of people that write about those but i i decided not to k- kind of go down that no. thing because it just ends up becoming a bit difficult to work it out so some of them are, are definitely subtler than others but most of them are kind of fairly upfront about about their source and and yeah and i think because it is that thing of how it how it works with what it's got rather than you know a whole new new thing that is is what's interesting really
1: um yeah yeah, absolutely, and it's one of those, isn't it? You know, it's. It, it, I think even outside of religion, in, you know, I'm not a religious person. I'm, I'm an atheist, but it's still mm. an, interesting because obviously, these texts inform. Well, they inform theology. They, they do inform the basis of a lot yeah. of Western, particularly Western morality and stuff like that. And I think that is, I'm, you know, so so I grew up. I suppose not not religious, but you know, we went to church occasionally. Went to yeah. church on Christmas and stuff like that. So. I do you know, I have read the Bible of not for a long time, but of you know, I know I know about it. And even watching this film, which obviously we get stuck into, there was bits I'd forgotten about. Yeah. Or there was bits I was like, oh, I thought this happened yeah. first or whatever. It's like rewatching like a like a, like a Bond film, being like, Oh, this is the one where he's got the exploded pen. Like yeah. <laughs> or whatever. So it, it is interesting, I think, even at, even outside of faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, it
2: does very much. And I think that's, you know, I'm, you know I, I I kind of don't go to church anymore. And so it's, but as I say, it's still something that kind of really interests me. And so, um, and, and and like you say, the kind of the little variations and sometimes it kind of takes seeing it in a film to realize that it's not at all like you, like, you know, like it is in the, in the original. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, that was, you know, I think that was one of the things that hooked me fairly early on was kind of like seeing something and going, well, that's not how it is. And then and then going back and looking at looking at it saying, Oh no, that is how it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've like, it in a certain way. And I think,
1: yeah, there's a
2: well,
1: I won't go into that whole comment. <laughs> well, I think that's a good time to move on to talking about the film. Then. So it's, yes. it's, it's The Prince of Egypt from 1998, mm. which the guys at home don't know is a DreamWorks animation, which is the story of uh, Moses and Ramesses and his sort of, yeah. you know, the, the, the it, well, it's, it is a retelling of the Bible story, isn't it? So tell the guys at home who, who sort of might not know, a little bit about the back- background of the film. What What is it about in terms of, I suppose, in reference, particularly to what you're talking about in your book? Yeah. And... and and I suppose it's not one of those ones where it's not about why you picked it for the podcast, but if you can, why did you pick it particularly to come on here and talk about?
2: Yeah, well, I'll start with that because um, I mean we, we were chatting before, and you know, I'm kind of I'm a big fan of the show, uh, kind of Thank enjoy, you. Enjoy, <laughs> listening, enjoy listening to the show, um, and so I guess you know I was just kind of thinking, you know, what would work well with what you know how how the kind of, vibe with, of the with the, show the concept, goes. yeah, 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 and, yeah, and how it, and so partly the uh, under underrated underseen thing um and i guess partly just the kinds of films that you guys tend to cover um mm. and you, you know you quite often cover a lot of kind of 90s cinema and films yeah. that uh, people <laughs> maybe watched when they were when they were younger and so and so i thought yeah and then i wanted to you know as i say some of the films in the book are quite obscure whereas this was one i thought pe- you know pe- quite a few people were seen so so it's bringing together those things really i thought it would probably be a good um good bet i was kind of Half in 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 kind of two minds as to whether to pitch something like Life of Brian or not. But yes, yeah, and then there was there was a,
1: there was a few options as well when we were first arranging. Yeah, we I I was, talked about it? Last Temptation of Christ. I think we did. As well. I think I think um, Life of Brian was another one, and I think and yeah. think we went yeah. with this. I don't. I can't think. I don't know if was it. you I can't even remember how it went. Was it me saying no? Let's do that, or was it you going no? Let's. I can't. I can't quite remember either. I think. Yeah. I think. I, Yeah. Yeah, I cool. think So, so, for, anyone, so but... for the guys at home, I'm right in thinking, Anna, oh, no, this is a fairly—it's an attempt at an accurate yeah. retelling of the story of Moses, the escape from Egypt, the yeah. ten plagues, and all that sort of stuff. That's right, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, basically, you've—you know—I mean, all—all screenwriters—they've got a challenge when they're trying to kind of put the Bible, which is a an ancient text <laughs> um, from from a, another culture, into a kind of into a movie, and how do you make it engaging for people and interesting and um, and something that's going to work, and, and that tells the story in a way that it is works as a film rather than just mm. kind of you know woodenly acting things out step by step. But as you say, I mean, it's the story of Moses and, and the kind of the slaves getting free from Egypt. And you we were talking before about about that issue of this you know the resonance of the stories and all that kind of thing. And this is you know this is one of those stories that really has has that kind of resonance. Um, so it's um, I mean so. Obviously, it's been influential in Christianity. It's kind of one of the stories in what in what Christians call the Old Testament, um, but it's also part of the Jewish Bible. Mm. Uh, the story also comes up in um, in the Quran, book uh, um, for Islam, and then you also get things like you know just the role it's played in, um, for example, kind of African American um, anti-slavery movement and the kind of like mm. how how it was involved in there and how it was kind of really a really pivotal text for them, and so. Yeah, it's just you know, it's just a big story. You know, it's one of those stories that's been around for three thousand years, give or, t- give or take a few mm. hundred years, and it and it's you know, it's kind of stood the, the test of time as as a story, even though you know it doesn't necessarily fit into our style of <laughs> style of books that we read today. But it but it kind of you know, but it is one of those kind of great one of the, one of the kind of great narratives that is has kind of come down. And come definitely, down. And definitely, so, it's it's yeah. definitely
1: one of those stories that I think even if you don't know much about religion. There are points in the story, I suppose, beats if you yeah. if you if you want to use a modern term, a filmmaking term, of things like you know, the parting of the Red Sea, yeah, you know, things like that. The plagues, yeah. let my people go. People know that whether it's because it's it's so interwoven in pop culture in, in that sense, mm. whether you're religious or not. I think which is yeah, which definitely. is which is which is interesting. So I think that's a really good point. It is and those and as you say, these ancient texts they all inform you know, modern day storytelling as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: So in that case, then let's get, let's get stuck, stuck, stuck into really talking about the film. then. so what, what's your relationship like with this film? Then what, what is it? Is it just one, you've just picked it for your book or did you like it anyway? What's your sort of history? What's your, what's your history with the film? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, so I think this was only the second, second of these films I ever saw in the cinema. Um, Uh, So I remember it kind of coming out, and Mm. and that and it being a kind of big deal. And it was also, I mean, it 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 was it was you know it was quite a big deal when it came out, and Mm. and they did a lot to kind of um, promote things. It was kind of right at the start of the internet as well, and so they were Mm. kind of doing quite a few things they like through that um, that hadn't hadn't necessarily been done before. Um, And so I watched it then, and I think I watched it a couple of times when it kind of came out DVD VHS and DVD. And then I hadn't watched it for about. I don't know, about ten, ten years, 10, ten, twelve years or something like that. And then I watched it again to kind of I don't know about six or seven years ago. And I was I was I think I was just really um I was really surprised at how much how well it stood up. I think mm. it kind of um yeah and just how I suppose knowing having learned a lot more about Cinema in that time, how well it kind of stands cinematically and mm. some of the and some of the stuff around it. And so it it kind of really i guess catapult because you know i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of the films in the book that aren't aren't particularly good and certainly if you're trying to kind of take this out of them then it's, it's it's you know it's like shooting fish in a barrel but it's yeah. um but it, whereas i kind of feel like this is one that you know that that stands up and has a yeah, has a lot of genuinely good things to it and has quite an interesting place in terms of cinematic history it, as well. it's
1: it's definitely one of the most cinematic stories in, yeah. in the text, isn't it? Like if you think yeah. there are other ones where there's a reason why certain stories haven't been. I suppose if you think, for example, uh Adam and Eve.
2: Yeah.
1: That has been told, but often when it's told, it's just with parody.
2: Yeah. You
1: think about things like I mean, you know, The Simpsons have done this, but if you think of The Simpsons <laughs> and, and other stuff like that, it's never because I suppose there's a few things at play, isn't there? Which is some of them are, are parables and some of them are yeah. they're short. You know, there's not like you couldn't, you couldn't no, stretch you really some of them to a two hour story. There's a reason I've not seen, I haven't seen Darren Aronofsky's Noah, but yeah. I know one of the criticisms was it's they sort of embellish the text to the point where it wasn't the text anymore yeah that was a, that and i haven't seen it so i'm not commenting uh, on the on the on if that is true or not i'd have to watch it and and make my own mind up he's a very very good filmmaker at the end of the day yeah. but but one of the things i have heard is it became really bloated because they were like trying to say trying to fill it with stuff essentially
2: yeah i i mean i think actually yeah i mean they, 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 there is a lot more into it um i mean going off on a bit of a tangent there's a lot more into it but i think if you like aronofsky um definitely watch it. it right i think okay. because what's interesting about it is what what he adds in and what he does with the story right now he kind of takes a very kind of familiar story that we yeah know that you know in our culture is mainly about kind of posh wooden toys uh, with animals <laughs> and, yeah. yeah and and turns it into this kind of you know russell crowe going a bit a bit mental so yes um so yeah so i would yeah recommend definitely it? yeah i think if you like aronofsky
1: and you know so but and, but I, and i suppose that is an example of it's a cinematic story it is quite a cinematic yeah. story but I, I'm I'm thinking of the shorter ones Adam yeah. and Eve think and I suppose I, I'm not an expert on the text so people might argue with me I, I what well, I suppose what I'm saying is this the the the, the actual occurrence the story of this yeah. text is is like cinematic and it's hard to know did that inform cinema or is it just a coincidence? Is it just that actually storytelling is best done this way where you have your characters and your, and your, the, your, your beats, your incidents and your big climax and all that sort yeah. of stuff? Because, because this very much is that, isn't
0: it?
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, 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 there, and I guess there's kind of been, you know, other really famous versions of it as well. Um, and so that, to you know, to, you know, something like the kind of, 1956, Cecil B. DeMille, Ten Commanders t- yeah, film. Yeah. yeah, that was such a massive film and so kind of influential. And I guess partly because, you know, during the 80s it played on telly a lot, kind of Easter and things like that. Um, but it's one of those films that, you know, has it's almost become the story, and I think, in our culture. Mm. Um, and I think it's because of that that they are so closely tied together. Um, and, and you know, you kind of see bits of that film in, in, in uh, Prince of Egypt as well.
1: Yes, yeah, particularly sort of the last half. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, interesting. So. so, in in that case, then let's get stuck into the sort of usual nuts and bolts and what we talk about. Yeah. So, have, having watched it, then you know, talking about it as a film, what what do you mm. like about this film?
2: Uh, well, I mean, there's a whole, there's a there's a bunch of things really. I think one of the things I really like about it um, is just where it sits in terms of the kind of an- history history of animation. So, like, kind of in that. In that period in the in the nineties, you've kind of got Disney are obviously doing their Disney thing, and some of their films were were kind of good then. Things like The Lion King, um, uh, Beauty and the Beast, but some of them were also quite terrible, like mm. Pocahontas, um, Lion King two, you know, so, and <laughs> <Simplanking> so Lion <laughs> King two, Simba's Pride.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's saying um, Dwayne King 2 Simmers He's saying Aladdin 2 Return of Jafar is bad, Matt. <laughs> no, yeah, no yeah, but just so they don't know there. what you're saying there. It, this is very in. much where there was the split between um, Spielberg went off, didn't he? And they, yeah. and it was Spielberg. Oh God, the names have completely gone out of my head. The people Hansenburg. who started, yeah, and I mean, they started Dreamworks. Yeah, and then there's yeah. that period of time where it, where the same film is made twice. Yeah, and sometimes Disney are winning, and sometimes DreamWorks are winning. Yeah, so you've like got Ant, Ants yeah. and a Bug's Life and Shark's yeah. Tale and Finding Nemo, and there's there's other examples as well. But I think yeah. this this period is very much considered to be, if not the mid stop but certainly the beginning of Disney's real lull. Yeah. So you had you had sort of like, you had your big massive period in the early nineties or the late eighties: Little Mermaid, Aladdin, The Lion King beauty and the beast hit after and not just little yeah. hits as well humongous hits that really you know built the next period of time yeah. and then they, they did a few more sort of your hercules which i love because we've done it on the podcast and mulan and a couple of other tarzan as well but then you you're not far off at this stage you're not far off treasure planet and that real <laughs> sort of lull and i don't really know what happened i'd be interested to speak yeah. to people who knew more about it but I wonder if DreamWorks very much sees their moment with this film because they went big with the marketing. Yeah. They went well, really big. I mean big. Jeffrey
2: Katzenberg, who kind of was one of those three, along with Spielberg, was he was the kind of like one of the kind of lead Disney guys. Yes, yeah. And so, and he and he kind of left there because he wanted to do. Uh, I think he wanted to do more. I think he thought animation had more to offer, mm. um, and Disney was kind of like retreading its own own things. And so he wanted to kind of do, you know, do do more with the medium and, and do more mm. with the kind of standard filmmaking. I think you do, I think you do really see that with this film. And and I guess at the time as well, you know, like um, Toy Story, the kind of first Pixar film would come out. Um, mm. But this was, you know, this, The Prince of Egypt was getting released about the same time as that. So Pixar aren't really, they've kind of had one hit film, but they're not on the yeah. map as they were. They're not you know, the, the power even five they years are later, now. Yeah. Yeah. And Studio Ghibli is known in Japan at this time, but it's not really over here. And so, mm. and so it's kind of quite a, yeah, it's quite a big film from that point of view. And and also it kind of, um, it captured, it. you've still got most stuff then is still hand-drawn animation. Mm. Um, and so you've still got, you know, the kind of real kind of established history, tradition of that and people that know how to do that and be doing that all their lives. But also CGI is kind of coming up and starting to get kind of good to passable. Um, and And this kind of film blends the two of those together. And mm. I think it does really well with that. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think it, I think it captured, so, yeah. kind of captures the best of both of those things because it kind of almost as if, um, almost as if, uh, you know.
0: Selling a little or a lot. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: Uh, a knows it's got to change. It's got to change. Mm. The change is coming. It's got to work hard to kind of keep up with the young <laughs> the young form. And, and
1: yeah. kind of, CGR hasn't yet gone a bit too big for its boots. And so... So, yeah, so those two things work really well. It's still that period, isn't it, when you watch that first Toy Story and oh, all yeah. Andy's mates are Andy? Yeah. And you're like, and it's still <laughs> funny now if you watch it, but then, you know, this is pre things like, like you say, Pixar becoming the dominating force, and you've got yeah. press releases about the fact that they hand drawn all of Sully's hairs on Monstering yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. This is still where they're very much experimenting with it. I think it, even things like in Hercules, hmm. there's the the hydra fight isn't there and yeah. that's that's that sort of i don't i'm not an expert but it's it's a bit of both yeah there's sort of a bit of cgi and a bit of hand drawn and it's still yeah. in that period where you get that the really weird mashups and i think one of the things i noticed in this film is that it does it works quite there's there's issues i have with it which I, which i'll come on to but mm-hmm. when it works it really works like that particularly i yeah. particularly actually the opening and the end yeah, I think are really a really strong, particularly the, the 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 parting of the sea bit. I I was watching it. I actually I watched this last night with my partner, yeah. and she I I I'd never seen it before, so I should probably should have said that earlier on. But not normally I would because but Alice isn't bloody here, is she? To ask me. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but no, um, I I would I hadn't seen it before. I knew about it. I, obviously, I, I remember it coming out and stuff like that. But I I never seen it. And at the end, when he parts the red sea, I said to my partner, i would never seen it done like that before." Yeah. And she said, what do you mean? Well, I said, whenever I've seen it, whether it be parody or, you know, just another version of the story, the scene just goes out. Yeah. Whereas in this, they obviously made a conscious conscious effort to make it look really visual. Yeah. And they made it go up, which looks so much more, you know, intimidating or powerful or evocative or or whatever you want to call it. So, and that's, that's that thing where they're obviously going, right, let's see what this technology can do.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah. And there's just, I mean, there's, and there's bits as well, I think, where it, it, the kind of, that that blend of animation, it kind of does stuff that you couldn't do in real life. Mm. And I think often people think of cartoons or animation as a kind of like, just a kind of cheaper alternative to doing it with real people. Mm. But there's, there's just bits of this where it's, you know, like there's, there's a bit like, as they're kind of, as they start in the exit, as they're kind of leaving Egypt, it kind of flashes through all the bits of Egypt that have been kind of trashed. Um, And you know, and they're these kind of incredible backdrops and these incredible scenes. Um and you just, you know, and it just kind of spends a couple of seconds in on each one. And mm. you just you just couldn't do that on in, in live action. It would no. you know, you just wouldn't have you know, you wouldn't have the budget for it. You just have the one <laughs> the one shot. And that's <laughs> and the strength so, of animation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and and they so they use that to really good effect. So so yes, yeah, so the anim- the animation is uh, is is definitely part of that. Um then you've got a kind of fantastic cast. Um mm. Andreas What as a well. cast. I know, yeah. I mean it's like you know, you've got kind of Val Kilmer in the in the kind of lead role,
1: uh Ray, Ray Fines, Patrick Stewart, Sandra yeah. pollock Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. Steve um, Martin, Martin Short, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah.
2: In and I think I think it's the least I think it's possibly the last time Jeff Goldblum played a character other than other than himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and even then, they, yeah, they they, they, they they do that thing a little bit. Not with all of them, but with some of them where they sort of go, make him look like a little bit like the actor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that, but and he's one of them. Yeah, he did.
2: Yeah, he doesn't look quite like him, but he doesn't. He doesn't have all those kind of like he's he's kind of uh, become uh, this, uh, uh, the <laughs> guy. In, yeah, he's kind of become the guy in Jurassic Park, he? and he doesn't. Whereas he manages not to start talking about yeah. Well, and as well, in that it's, way, a, but, a,
1: it's a huge cast. Who hmm. there were people in this who. All would have been big at the time. Who actually yeah. they don't do that much. Jeff Goldblum no. doesn't do that much. He probably oh, yeah. has about five minutes worth of lines if you added it all up. Yeah, probably not even that much.
2: Yeah, and Danny. Glo- I mean, Danny Glover's in this as Danny well. Danny Glover, yeah. Of,
1: yeah, um,
2: Helen Mirren as well.
1: Helen Mirren, you know, yeah.
2: Yeah, as you say, they all have like kind of really short, short roles. Um, yeah, but it kind of means that you get, and and again, this is one of the things that animation can perhaps do that that um, live action can't do. they come in they record those five lines I'm trying to think of the guys in The Simpsons that kind of it's Krusty isn't it there's a scene where Krusty comes in into his recording studio
1: reads out ten lines goes straight (laughs) out and that's that's it done (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's about the, back so, to what you said about the animation. There. So I, as I said, I hadn't seen this before. My my partner um, yeah. went to Catholic school. Now I, I didn't go right. to any sort of religious school. I just I just went to a state school. Um, and uh, and she said that this was one of the films. You know, end the term, stick a DVD on for the kids to show them yeah. the last day. And she came in as I was watching it. And she went, "Oh, have I missed the chariot uh, scene." Yeah, and that's her memory. And then she said about the cast, I had no idea all these people were in it when I was a kid. I was like, you're looking back at now and this is full of movie stars. Yeah. And when you're watching it, you're just like, oh, that's Moses' brother. Oh, that's Moses. Oh, that's the Pharaoh. You know, all all that. So it's interesting, isn't it, when you watch it? But yeah, Yeah. the chariot sitting again, another one, um, really great little bit of, great animation as well. So that's really interesting. So something I did want to ask you about, actually, that I'm interested in is, so this film starts with a, with a sort of text saying about it being accurate to the text as best it can be. Yeah. A, is that in the cinematic release or has that been released sort of, you know, the way sometimes they put markers on stuff Have yeah. they edited that in, or is that, a, was that a, a, a creative choice to say, we're really going to go for this. This is an accurate um, interpretation of the text angle. Uh, I, th- I mean,
2: yeah, I think it was there right at the start. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess just to put this in context, I suppose the last, the last kind of big Bible film before this one that was kind of in a lot, played in a lot of cinemas was uh, last temptation of Christ.
1: Um, so that's about 10 years before this is it yeah, yeah yeah
2: and and obviously that you know was huge controversy about and about it kind of you know doing its own thing mm. um and so i think it was partly about you know disting itself from that and partly um you know they really did try and you know they got all kinds of different scholars in from the, you know from the different faiths to do it they mm. produced like a load of um like material for people you know people from religious groups to kind of do in church groups or whatever mm, to kind of like focused focus, focus the groups, so, so, yeah, yeah yeah um and so, and you know that people could go, kind of go through i don't know in services or, or um yeah kind of get togethers um and so so they really yeah, so they really did try and kind of respect all three all three of the kind of monotheistic faiths that have a kind of have a stake in that, and I think that bit at the start is a um is kind of testament to that, um but I think also it says something um. That is, you know, also allowing themselves a little bit of slack. A bit of dramatic license sort of thing. Yeah, because I think, you know, I mean, you have to have that because otherwise you just kind of get weighed down, you know. I mean, like, for example, um, you know, the kind of plague scene is Mm. kind of done through like a long extended kind of montage thing um, mainly. Whereas uh You know, in in the kind of Bible, it's kind of just chapter after chapter of the same kind of similar kind of like formula stuck on mm, you know.
1: description of what's happening. Yeah, happened. and yeah.
2: yeah, you kind of get this thing of um you know, Pharaoh's not done what he said he would. So God said to Moses. So then Moses said to Pharaoh. So then Pharaoh said no. And so Moses went off. And then this thing happened. You know, and then mm. this time the plague was this and that smote the Egyptians. And uh, yeah, and it kind of it, it kind of is fairly format and kind of goes on for, <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> um Just you know but just but just that whereas you know that would that would send everyone to sleep if that was a yes you know, so and so and so you ha you know the, the the filmmakers have to kind of make a make a story that's engaging for people um if you know if that's what they're trying to do and trying to get it to a wider a wider audience
1: and um, and i think it's particularly important as well when yeah. you consider that it's the, it's the three faiths like you said there it's mm. not just one it's it, you're yeah. talking about you talk about, you know, not just Western and Eastern as well. You are talking about, you know, faiths there that cover, you know, most of the world, a lot of the world, certainly, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not, again, I'm not an expert. So then how good a job does it do then, this film? How good a job does it do based on that that hypothesis of we're going to make an accurate
2: interpretation yeah. of
1: the story? How, how, how good a job I, does it do?
2: Yeah, I think it does. I think it does it pretty well. Um mm. So, I mean, it, I mean, it does really well to kind of keep it to 88 minutes. Um, yeah. So I mean, we, talk, we talked about the Ten Commandments before, which it like runs to about four hours.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, that... <laughs> that when, is it, a, when Easter that is comes around, trial. when yeah. Easter comes around, TV programmers are like, I know what we're going to do. <laughs> I know what will take about <laughs> yeah. half a day.
2: Don't worry about and, it. <laughs> yeah. And there's about two hours before you even get to kind of like, you know, half, you know, even partway through the story. And it's like... Yeah, it's so many of them, Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: It's like when you try and watch Spartacus... Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's uh, three hours. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Going on for a while. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um. So, so yeah. So it does. So I
2: think it does a pretty good job. I think it includes most of the kind of main stories. It kind of gives you a bit more around the characters. Um. And it manages to make a. It manages to make a kind of interesting and, and kind of, you know narrative around around that, that. That that tells the story. So, um, I mean, you're always going to get people that say, well, you've not emphasised this. you have not included this bit. But I think it becomes a bit. It becomes a bit nitpicking. And mm. you know, and 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 I guess you know Moses is styled in a. There's a lot put into making Moses someone that the kind of modern day audience can relate to, mm. and also Ramses that you know isn't really there because you don't get that kind of you don't often get much psychological depth in um, in 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 a lot of these stories. Um, and you know, and you want the audience to be able to relate to it. And I think it does, and I think it does a good. I think it does a good job of that.
1: Okay then, so we'll move on then to talk about things that we perhaps didn't like about the film, or that we would change about the film, things like that. Having have watched it again, Matt, is there? I've got a few bits here, but and I'll come back to those. Is there much? Is there much for you? Uh, there's a yeah, there's a few little things. They're kind of fairly um, nitp- nitpicky. Um,
2: yeah, but uh, and those are the best I, ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I th- one of them, I think, is that in terms of the endings. It kind of feels like there's three different endings. That yes. Don't. They're, they're just not quite... I mean, it's good that they're all in, but they don't quite come together. So as you're talking about as yeah, well the, the,
1: the escape, yeah. the closing of the sea, and then the Ten Commandments? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, you kind that, of get there. Yeah, I know what you mean, actually. I didn't think of it that way. It's a bit Return of the King in that way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is.
2: I mean, it's not quite as drawn out as, <laughs> as that is. That <laughs> has been another 88 but, minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, you kind of get the 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 end of the, the kind of story of the people, which is the kind of exiting, and then you get the, um, then you get the end of the story between Moses and Ramses, which yeah. I suppose is the main story of the film. Um, and then you get that kind of like final shot in the Ten Commandments. Um, yeah, and it kind of maybe feels that. Yeah, I'm never quite sure whether it should be should be tighter or looser. And you know, but it doesn't seem. I haven't, still can't quite decide. But um,
1: but it kind of feels like it. It doesn't isn't quite right. It's interesting you say that because I was reading about the film last night after I watched it. Mm. And apparently Spielberg was really set on the ending being Moses holding the 10 commandments. Yeah. So perhaps that because I didn't I didn't mind it, but mm. I, I, maybe that's why it felt a bit tacked on. Yeah. Because yeah, they've I obviously mean, it's, made a creative I, yeah. sort of compromise.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a great it's a great it is a really nice last,
1: last shot and it's it, a good visual they, scene, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um and you know, they are kind of really they've kind of really thought through where they're going to put, you know, where they're going to put the camera and the, um, yeah. Um, but I think because of the other two, the other two bits, it just, yeah, I, I think it, I don't quite know if I was to get in a time machine and <laughs> go back and advise them. I'm not sure I'd uh, I'd have much useful to say, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like it quite, quite goes as well as it could have done.
1: Yeah. Is it, I mean, is there anything else then in terms of the, the nitpicking?
2: Um, I, yeah, I think sometimes some of the special effects go, sometimes they get a bit too away with themselves. That's, and they... that's
1: one of mine as well. Yeah. So, so, so I noticed it's the, it's the other side of the coin when we're talking about the animation. I've got one yeah. particular point I want to make, want to make, want to make about the animation, but I'll, I'll make this one first, which is when they are playing around with that CGI, sometimes it's yeah. a bit shonky. It's yeah. a bit sloppy. So particularly with there's the little playful hint at the Sphinx's nose. Yeah, and when that falls down the scaffolding, it looks quite poor. Yeah, I thought it was a bit like it. It was really clear; it wasn't animated. It was done with, or it was animated using something different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Sometimes those lines didn't blur, so I think you're right there.
2: Yeah, I think I think the scene that I that I think is is probably like that is the kind of the burning bush scene. Yeah, and I think it starts. Yeah. I feel it starts quite well, but then it it kind of feels like they kind of go a bit. Oh, we can make this all. We can make this all wizzy. Let's let's make it wizzy, and it kind of almost it almost detracts from the scene, I think, a little bit by the end yeah. because it's a bit too much trying to kind of trying to be a bit too fancy, and, mm. and um, you know, it doesn't feel like it really needs really needs that. Just because um, you
1: can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. And then I guess the other thing I was going to say is just how um, do I don't try to think how to say this? But I, I guess there is a thing. There's a whole, there's a whole thing with the, I mean, there's a bit of a theme through the the film about empathy, and Moses is kind of growing empathy, and he starts off as this completely spoiled um, kid with no empathy at all, and then he kind of has the thing where he, you know, humiliates his um, future wife, spoiler, um, <laughs> and and he kind of realizes that he's kind of, he it's almost like he kind of has that awakening about empathy, yeah, you know, that plays into the thing of him then kind of empathizing with the, with the. Um, with the israel the israelites and then and then try know, to they, save one of them yeah. and then yeah yes I know what and, you mean, and yeah. even at the end there's this kind of note of regret about pharaoh but but i guess there's also I, I guess i'm just always conscious in this story that there was also all the egyptians all the normal egyptians and they're probably not mad keen on pharaoh either <laughs> no, <laughs> and they have all no. and, and all this stuff you know all this stuff happens to them and they kind of suffer all the all the negative effects of it and they don't even you know get much freedom at the end of it and and it kind of and and I guess the film, I mean, I suppose it's partly because it is a film aimed towards kids, um, but it, it kind of feels like it had. you know, it feels like it makes Moses perhaps a bit softer than he is and kind of takes off some of the rough edges of the story. Um, and even like the bit where the, you know, he kills the Egyptian, it's kind of like, did he kill him or was it an accident kind of thing? Where and and
1: yeah, and I believe, and again, you'll be able to tell me that that yeah. has changed. And I think in the text, it's very much, no, he just kills him.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, really? it's a fairly straight, it fairly just straight says he killed him. Yeah. Um, if I remember right. I haven't, you know, didn't look it up before it came on, but um, whereas uh, whereas here it kind of, it fits that description, but it's it's on the side. of I'm always interested in stuff stuff, this. it's on the side of, well, he kind of, you know, he was just pushing him, really. It just happened. Mm. That he was at the top. You know, he doesn't it, sit there and yeah. You know, he, he fell. No he didn't. Of, yeah, yeah, he fell. He wasn't pushed. And so it makes. I mean, so it then makes it much easier to, to I guess, sympathise with Moses. And Moses still to the hero mm. It's an unfortunate accident that he regrets straight away. Um Whereas I think what I suppose part of what's interesting about the character potentially is that he, in the biblical story, is that he is, you know, he is, and it is a negative thing. He's kind of seen as almost he murders him. He has to kind of. Go away for this, and then it, um, yeah. But but I suppose that he still gets used anyway, in, in, in spite of that. So um, so yeah. So I, that feels like a, a nitpick, and it's partly because of the way I approach the subject and my interest in the subject. But, yes, um, yeah. But I thought I'd chuck it in.
1: <laughs> I mean, so I mean, I suppose from my own point of view, it's yeah, a, good, gonna say, what a about good, you? Good, Yeah, good time to follow on with that point, which is for me, there's two main criticisms I've got, and I'll touch mm. on that one. This one first because it leads in what you have said, is, which is. It's a little bit tonally all over the place, which is that I wonder if a little bit like when we did The Road to El Dorado, they're trying really hard to not be Disney. Yeah. So by not being Disney, they do think, and again, I'm not saying they should have done this, but they do things that like, go, right, no talking animals, no yeah. sidekick character, no, you know, and there's a, there's a real lack of um, lightness in it in places that yeah. there's the odd funny bit particularly when moses you know is um playing with a camel and all that sort of thing but it's quite down the line and serious yeah. for a lot of it and then on top of that it is quite dark in places mm. and i do wonder is this for kids because i i think you know kids younger than particularly i don't know eight or nine it's quite dark you know the way yeah. the execution of it's quite gruesome particularly the plagues bit and stuff like that it's not it's obviously dumb, it's not dumbed down, it's toned down th- because yeah. of the violence in it, but it isn't, it's not fully a kids' film. So there's an element no. sometimes of, and again, it happened with Road to, to El Dorado when we talked about that, and I, I very much love that film and I enjoyed this one as well. But yeah. that they, they're trying to do something, they're trying to make an adventure film with that, and in doing yeah. so, they create these two swashbuckling adventurers. But also, it's quite clear from, from the way the script is that the two, young know, Miguel and Tulio are top shaggers. Yeah. Because it's always it's just kind it's just referenced in it all the time, and I think it's a bit in this. She's, and I wonder if perhaps because the, because of the almost mission of the film, and it, when we're talking about that text at the beginning, are they a bit scared of changing anything from the the, 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 yeah. the text to to make it that to give it that levity? Do you know what I mean, or or, yeah. or or whatever? So, and that's not necessarily a criticism, but I think for me, I would have liked a slightly lighter tone in places, but yeah, it's. You can't have your hands tied when you are when you are making a a film like this. I suppose based yeah. on a text like this. Do you know what I mean?
2: I do. Yeah. Um. I do. I. I. I think I disagree slightly, though. Um, no, that's fine. Because I think they're. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some of the things I like about the. Some of the things that, I like. Yeah, about and, and that's is that it, it isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, is that it doesn't feel it has to. Like I think I know what you mean in terms of that like, the overall tone isn't, You know, could perhaps be slightly different, and that would improve. It. I think. Um but I guess I like the fact that it doesn't go, you know, it doesn't feel it has to kind of do the story of, you know, we're doing mm. kind of a big story now. So, um, and to make it palatable. So we've got to put in the, yeah, the talking animals thing. I, I kind mm. of like that. It is kind of confident enough not to do that. Um, uh, and I suppose it's possibly, yeah, maybe it's one that's more suitable for, yeah, it's interesting. The kids thing, it kind of, I'm, I'm trying to remember what age my kids were when, when we watched it with them. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, kids. Yeah, kids are, uh, are quite. Kids,
1: kids are durable and resilient, aren't they? Yeah, Jim, and some, that, yeah. And...
2: Some some like the darkness more than others do, and you know, we Ooh. always had. Uh, yeah, one one of mine, any kind of like scary music would do his head in. But you know, it didn't matter what was happening on the screen until terms yeah. of you know, people's heads getting chopped. But the, mu- the music would set him off. And the other one was you know, the and rant, and,
1: but... and everyone's got different tastes. I suppose my point yeah. was more was more about the tone. But, like yeah. you say, it's personal preference, isn't it? If you were yeah. you know, sometimes there's been films I've watched where they are the other way, they're too wacky. And I go, oh, mm. I can't get on board with this. It's trying too hard no. to make me laugh. It's being yeah. too spoon feedy. So it's really hard to get that balance right. And sometimes it just comes down to, it really does just come down to personal preference, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, the only other thing I noticed, and again, I'd be interested to get your take on this, is it's leading on from what you're talking about the animation, which is. There's a little bit of an inconsistency in the, in the animation, and I don't mean necessarily with the CGI and stuff, but it's like at some point what they seem to be doing is do- making a real conscious effort, particularly with the main characters, to make them yeah. look real. And there's other bits where, so like Moses and Ramesses and Moses' wife and stuff like that. They, 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 there are are times when they're almost drawn to be photorealistic, and then at other times, like the Steve Martin and Martin Short characters, they're like these. They don't look like real people. No one looks like that. So I did wonder if is that another thing of them going? We don't want to be Disney, but we also we need a bit of like need a bit of that silliness yeah. for the kids or whatever, so it's just something I that's noticed. A, yeah,
2: that's a really interesting point. I've not picked up on that before. But if you, you look at yeah, it, you look right. at Moses
1: yeah. next to the next to Martin Short and Steve Martin's character, it's like they're in different films. Or there's yeah. bits where yeah. they're riding a camel and the camels look like real camels, but then um, the Pharaoh's got two dogs. Yeah, and it's like they look really stylized. So there's a yeah. strange mashup between stylization and naturalization. That, yeah, that I just noticed. But sometimes, again, when you're doing this and, you, and you're looking at stuff to say, it, you are finding stuff to say to some extent. Mm-hmm. So it can be that nitpicky thing that you're talking about. It didn't particularly. I can't see a kid coming out of this going, "Well, you know, they didn't look like real yeah. people." And Moses did. It's just something I noticed as an inconsistency.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I, uh, I haven't got I haven't got any any defence <laughs> of that. You have that one. Yeah, l- let
1: you have that one. <laughs> uh, Okay then, so we'll move on then to talking about the critical reception. Now let's have a look. I've got it in front of me here. Do you know how it did critically, Matt, or, or do you want to have a guess? Um
2: I I've got got a vague idea. I think I kind of had a, a quick peek at the IMDB. Um mm. but um so I think it came around low sevens. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that yeah, that's um, not far off. Yeah. So 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 at the time of recording on IMDB, yeah. it gets seven point two out of ten. Yeah. And then it gets a little bit better on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics give it seventy nine percent, yeah, and the audience give it a whopping eighty eight percent. So that's oh, pretty good well, from the from yeah, the that's audience. A lot, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and if you if you average those out, it's seventy nine percent or seven, yeah. you know, just under eight eight out of ten, depending Which on what you've you Again, that's the
2: critics, isn't
1: it? I'm it is. Critic. It is. What what? So if we say it's seventy nine percent, then what what do you think is that underrated, overrated, appropriately rated? What do you think?
2: Um yeah I mean, I think that's probably that's probably about well, I think I'd probably say that's that would be whereabouts, I'd put it i think yeah. it's possibly reflecting wider, I would have thought it would i i'd have thought the rating would be a bit lower but um but yeah, so I suppose it's like high maybe slightly high um but, yeah. But more but there or thereabouts. Yeah, I,
1: I what, what I, about you? I would agree. It might be a little bit high for me, but I think yeah. I think overall enjoyed a you know loads of like in there. Really, really enjoyed it. Um some really interesting thematic things in there. Really glad yeah. I watched it as well, and I think it's really interesting. I you know, I've I talked before, I like a film that either teaches me something or is about uh almost like a biopic or whatever. And this is yeah. A, isn't strictly a biopic because it, because it's only one portion of the person's life or whatever but I still yeah. I still en- I enjoyed it and I'm glad I watched it and it's definitely one I think yeah you know this is now coming up to what is it now it's, it's over 20 years old mm, it's and it's fine. still yeah and it still holds up you know more or less from a storytelling point of view so I think that yeah. definitely scores at some points as well so I think let's say it's uh, should we say it's appropriately rated then in a good way yeah yeah let's <laughs> uh, let's go for that <laughs> Um, well thank you very much for coming on Matt uh, I hope you uh, got the result you wanted with Prince of Egypt yeah yeah definitely. <laughs> um, and I think
2: with the underseen thing I was uh, I, I was kind of thinking I think you know it's a lot of people saw at the time but I think it because I think it works for adults mm. I think it's it, it, I think it's one of those films that people saw a lot when it first came out but maybe haven't watched much
1: maybe much it's since. one of those things where the people sort of my age who watched it as kids in the cinema yeah it'll find another lease of life with their kids yeah i think that's you know I if think you revisit it thinking, in 10 years yeah. time or something like that do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. um so anyway another one in the appropriately rated uh, in the appropriately rated vault um so obviously we've talked a little bit about your book but again tell the guys at home what's your book about and where can they find it and where can they find you on things like social media
2: uh, right, the book's called uh, 100 Bible Films." Uh, it's from the BFI. You can get it from uh, you know online bookshops. If you're near a big, a really big bookshop, you might even find it in there as well. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Matt Page, uh, and uh, I've also got a blog. Which, you, if you're really interested in, into this stuff, then you can uh, just uh, Google "Bible Films Blog." Um, very uh, creatively titled, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, me there
1: fantastic we'll make sure we put links to the book and your social media and stuff in the episode description and we'll throw some stuff out there as well when the episode comes out uh, matt page thanks very much for joining us great well thank you very much uh, for having me really really enjoyed it nice to uh
2: nice to kind of meet you having uh enjoyed the show oh, thank time, you very so. much cheers man thank you cool thank you
1: <laughs> Well, there we go. Another episode in the bag, finished off by uh, just little old me. Uh, We'll be back next week with another episode. So keep an eye on your podcast feeds for that. If you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. And we're on all the social medias as well. If you just search for Just Films and That, on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all the usual places, YouTube as well. Uh, We're over there as well. So give us a follow and uh, see what we're putting out there. Uh, We're on the television as well. So uh, we're on the television every Friday from 6pm on the local TV network so you live in Birmingham Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool, the northeast of England you can catch us on channel 7 on Freeview or if you live in north Wales or south Wales we're on channel 8 on Freeview Alice also uploads all the videos we put on there to Dailymotion so check us out over there and we'll be back next week with another episode so all that remains is for me to say uh, thank you very much for Matt for coming on and thank you very much for listening, it's goodbye from me cheerio!